Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Pastor Susan Bizzle back with you once again. Another Sunday. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Today, April the 18th, the year of 2021. Amen. And I'm coming to you live from the United States on the Eastern Coast from the big city, uh, the big state of North Carolina. I'm on the eastern end of North Carolina. Glory be to God. I thank you for returning and watching with us once again. And today I will be, uh, if thus said the Lord, be with you bringing uh, another David C. Kilk Sunday School lesson. Lesson number seven. If you have your book, it's page 281. And I will be um, reading from the King James Version. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The Restoring Builder. The Restoring Builder. Amen. Glory be to God. How about you know it's time to be restored? Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, I decrease that you would increase. Have your way, God. Teach this word, God, according to how you want it to go forth. And God, I thank you and I praise you, Father God, that the anointing destroy the yoke and lift the burden, God, in the name of Jesus. Let your will be done, God. Oh, God, for those that watch today, tomorrow, and forever, in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you. We praise you. We bless you. A mighty, 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 wonderful God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Glory be to God. Let's get right into this lesson. Amen. This is one of the books um, that I love. When you get to be talking about restoring. Amen. Amen. Restoring. Amen. You know, we normally think of the book of Urdra and the book of Nehemiah. Glory be to God. Last week, you know, we were in the book of Urdra. And this week, the Sunday school lesson is coming from the book of Nehemiah. Our background scriptures is the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 4 through 6 and 15 through 19. Let's turn, let's read that. And remember, I will be reading from the um, King James Version. Glory be to God. Let's go to the book of Daniel. The ninth chapter. I'm going to read verse 4 through 6. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled, my God, even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Amen. Glory be to God. Verse 6, neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princesses, our fathers, and to all the people of the land. 
verse 15 through 19. And now, O Lord our God, that house bought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and has gotten thee renowned as at this day we have sinned and we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thy anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thy ears and hear, open thy eyes, and behold our desolations, and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, hearken, and do, defer not for thy own sake. O my God, for the city and thy people are called by thy name. I just want to read, I'm going to read that, and I'm going to um, read just a little bit more. Verse 20, and whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplications before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I have seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening obligation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved, therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. And then we know that he the 70 weeks have been determined, and he is um, God is answering um, Daniel. Um, even he's in captivity in, Bab in Babylon and he's answering him and showing him all of these visions of what must come and what's going to come to pass. Amen. And we can't get anywhere. And as we saw last week in the book of Ezra, and he's standing and he's uh, they're repenting on behalf of what they've done, their forefathers have done, and their whole ancestral lineage have done. Glory be to God. This is what we call great intercession. Not just what I've done. That I'm repenting for what I've done. But I also understand that this sin and iniquity goes all the way back beyond me and what I've done. Glory be to God. Because we are living in, in sins and iniquities that our ancestors, our great-grandmothers and Uncle Ben 
Amen. Different all the way back. And so he there, whatever was done, you are the great God. You saw what happened. You saw who went to the root doctor. You saw who killed who and buried him in the in the behind the, the barn. You saw you sit high and you see low. You know all that has happened. You know why we're in the situation that we're in. How long, Lord, will we be in this captivity? And so who can we call on? Nobody. But the Lord, because he is the one that knows what happened and will tell us the truth. Because here in America, we see the history books, history, we've, we've, a lot of things are coming out. You see, the, you see all of these revolutions and protests in the street because the history books did not contain what really happened. And so when you want to find out what happened, see, because say like with me, I'm 54. Well, excuse me, I just had a birthday. I'm 55. <laughs> and so I only, and then some of that was child, being a child. You know, and then going to school. These are the books that I was taught out of. Okay. So we are listening to the history of men and the foretelling of this happening, this happening, but so much stuff have been left out. So the, the intercessors, we go to God. If you have a problem, if you find yourself in a captivity, a generational curse, however you want to call it, we got to go back to the root of the issue. You can't just keep chopping off the branches. You got to go back and get the root, deal with the root. Where did this happen? Where did this trespass come in? So we can deal with the root. So once we pluck that root out and destroy that root, we won't see it anymore. Now everybody is, everybody has their right. You are being held accountable for what you do. Amen. And that's how you have to break a generational curse. Glory be to God. Or if you live in a country and, and like we live here, you know, I did an, a DNA test and uh, my daughter did one for us. And it came back that I was almost 70% Nigerian. And I'm here being born in America, you know, and so I don't know anything, um, you know, I've met some Nigerians and stuff, but as far as to be able to trace my lineage back, like Alex Haley did, I have no idea. So I am totally, and even here in America, I am totally dependent on God. If I'm going to have any type of deliverance to be able to go, I have to confess my sins and go back. God, you know, all the way back because I don't know, but God know. Amen. And that's what you have to do as a country. That's what America is being here. I have to do 
because there's been a lot of things that have been done that were hid or not written in history or excluded that really have a great impact. We're seeing all of these things happening. Glory be to God in the street now. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And this is a mighty, mighty time because God, you know, in order to restore what, what, what was once there, because the reaming to bring and make happen again, some things have to, to be destroyed and thrown down. Glory be to God. Because when we look at the word of God, I'm going to get in this in a minute. I just want to show you something uh, that a prophet, amen, Jeremiah, part of his job was. As we look at the book of Jeremiah and we look at chapter one. And we see the calling of Jeremiah. Let's let's let me start at verse four. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, saying, Before I, the I is God, before I formed thee in, in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So we are not here just by chance, whether it was rape, whether it was a uh, 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 baby that was born out of wedlock, regardless of what happened through an affair or what we, God used, oh my God, God have a plan for us. Glory be to God. We are not born with no purpose, just to wander aimlessly. Glory be to God, but God have a purpose. Amen. And I want to let you know there's a purpose for your pain today. There's a purpose. Glory be to God. Going back and finding out who am I? Yes, they said this. The American history book said this. My teacher told me this. I was the only black girl in my my grade class. Amen. And the little boy that lived next to me, Robin, he, me and him were the same age. We were the only two black in that school, in that grade level. Glory be to God. Regardless of what I saw, regardless of what I heard, regardless of what's been done to me, regardless of what, who said what, who did what, who loved me, who didn't love me, God, Knew me before I was even formed in my mother's womb. And he ordained me to be a prophet. Glory be to God. Those are things you just don't wake up and get to. But when you find out who you, who do God say I am? 
all of those other names and labels and boxes that you've been put in and constricted to where you just can't move in slavery. Glory be to God of the mind and the spirit and the soul. But when it all can come together and you can say, and God can say, this is who you are. My God. Then you talking about rebuilding, restoring all that was lost. He's able to restore to the years that were lost and stolen. My God. And because you can't build when you don't even know who you are. Because then you don't know what to build. Many have built kingdoms to themselves. But we're supposed to be building the kingdom of God. That comes from not knowing who you are in God. And your purpose in God. My God from Zion. Lord have mercy. You want to know if a person know who they are? Watch and see what they're building. Glory be to God. The word of God lets us know. You will know a tree by the fruit that it bears. My God. Let's read a little bit more of this. Verse 6. Then said I. Who's talking? That's Jeremiah. Our Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, say not I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, said the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Who touched whose mouth? The Lord touched Jeremiah's mouth and put, didn't just touch it, but touched it with purpose. He put his words, the words of God were put in Jeremiah's mouth. Glory be to God. Because he said, you shall go to whom I send you. Now, when you go to whom he send you to, you got to be able to have something to say. I can't come in the name of Susan. Moses said, well, when I, who do I tell Pharaoh? What, what do I tell Pharaoh? What do I tell the children of Israel? Who do I say sent me? By whose authority am I going? By whose authority? I'm coming in the name of the Lord. Look at verse 10. See, I have set thee. Who's talking? God is letting him, Jeremiah, know. I set you, Jeremiah, over the nations. 
and over the kingdoms. That's a plural. To to why did you set me there? What am I and what am I supposed to be doing? To root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down. Then it says to build. See, because you can't build over top of ruins. You can't build over top of ruins. If you know anything about building, you, Lord have mercy. If you building a one-story house, that foundation is not the same foundation that you would build a 10 story building on and a 10 story building is not built on the same type of foundation that a 20 story building is built on do you see so all of these things came before he was able to build you got to root out. Once you get the root, then I can pull the rest of the tree come down. You got to pull it down. The Bible tell us to cast it down. To destroy it. We're not going to play with it. We're going to destroy it. Because we don't ever want to see it again. My God, why are you going to not destroy it? Why let it just lay there and grow back? If you cut a tree down and you don't get the roots out, that tree is still living. It's a stump, but it's still living. To destroy and to throw down. He talking about pulling down and throwing down. <laughs> you see? Everything that ain't like God. When we get all of that out of the way, we get the we get it, we get everything out of the way. We get at, we get the ground on grade level. Come on here. Now we able to build. And when we build, we're not going to be like the builders that rejected the chief cornerstone, which was Jesus. How can you say you building the kingdom of God and what you building is not built on the word of God. Jesus, the, the, the stone that the builders rejected is the chief cornerstone. That's the stone that's holding everything else together. All other ground is sinking sand. My God. 
Then we can build and we can plant. One man plant, one man water, but it's God that give the increase. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. This is what Jer the prophet Jeremiah was told. He wasn't running off like a chicken without a head, just running to and fro, but he had a direct assignment. Glory be to God. Now let's get with this lesson today. The Restoring Builder. Our background scriptures are it's Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 11 through 20. I am super excited. I said let me calm myself down. And then chapter 13 Verse 1 through 22. My God. Our reading, our scriptures that the lesson coming from today is Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 11 through 20. Remember, I'm reading King James. The lesson aims. After participating in this lesson today, each learner will be able to summarize the results of Nehemiah's nighttime excursion around Jerusalem. Explain why faith in the Lord and careful planning are not necessarily contradictory. Prepare a testimony of how God's hand has been at work in his or her life. How has God's plan been at work in your life? After this lesson, you should be able to define that. Amen. My introduction is in the, in the David C. Cook commentary says, it's talking about upgrading the ugly. And it's talking about in the city. Sometimes as you're riding, maybe riding down the road, you may see a billboard or a sign posted that says, we buy ugly houses. So they buy these houses and then they flip these houses. They restore and make over these houses. They take those houses that are run down and they go in and they rebuild them. They reimagine them and they rebuild those houses. And then they put them back on the market. Lesson context. Jerusalem had been Distinguished, being a distinguished city, the political and spiritual capital of the nation of Israel under David's leadership. That's First Chronicles 11, 4 through 9. 
Solomon added to its greatness by the magnificent temple that he built there, the second chronicles in, in three. But following the division of the nations and the rise of ungodly kings who allowed idolatry and accompanying abhorrent practices to flourish in the land, Jerusalem became filled with such wickedness and evil that the judgment of God fell on it. In 586 BC, the Babylonians finally breached the city walls following a siege of 18 months. The city-state of massive disrepair still existed in the time of Nehemiah, some 140 years later. Nehemiah was cupbearer to Azaxerus, king of the Persians, who ruled from 465 to 425 BC. The Persians had conquered the Babylonians in 539 BC. Cyrus, ruler of the Persians at the time, had permitted any of the Jews who desired to do so, who desired to do so, to return to their home in Jerusalem. Approximately 50,000 did. That's according to Ezra, the second chapter, verse 64 through 65. But there were those such as the members of Nehemiah's family who chose to remain in Persia. Nehemiah 1 describes what happened in the 20th year of Arzaxas, which would have been 445 BC. Nehemiah received news from his brother Hananiah um, of the sad state of the affairs back home in Jerusalem. The remnant that are left in the, of the captivity there in the providence are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burnt with fire. That's Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 3. Deeply troubled over such disheartening conditions, Nehemiah responded with tears, fasting, and fervent prayers. He confessed his own sins and the sins of his fellow Jews and begged the Lord to honor his promise to bless his people if they returned from their sinful ways. Nehemiah then asked the Lord that he might receive mercy from the king, granting per permission for Nehemiah to travel to his homeland of Judah and lead an effort to repair the wall and the gates of his beloved city. Nehemiah's request included protection for the journey and also provision of supplies needed for the projects that were planned. While the king did indeed grant Nehemiah's request, Nehemiah knew that any favor he would be shown had come from the Lord to whom he had prayed and whose good hand would be seen time and time again in the upcoming endeavors. When Nehemiah arrived, he gave the territory administrators the letters provided by the king that verified the king's support for Nehemiah's undertaking. The letters also confirmed the king's allocation of the resources needed for the rebuilding efforts. Amen. 
you know, and I want to say that, um, and I want to encourage you to uh, read the entire book of Ezra and the entire book of Nehemiah. Okay, um, for an example that you could think of today might be um, when uh, uh, this king come in and they, they this other nation and they uh, <clears throat> defeat Bab Babylon. But when they were in Babylon, and then even when the um, when they got King Cyrus, which was already it was a prophet, it was prophesied that he would release them to be able to go home if they wanted to, and that actually happened. And so, um, some of the people had already uh, lived there. They had intermarried there. They had business there. Um, when we look at the book of Esther, uh, talking about Queen Esther and her uncle Mordecai and how she became the queen in Vestai's place for such a time as this, because the Jews that still decided to stay in the land um, were getting ready to be um, exterminated. So we see God's hand. We see God interfering. I'm, I like to interfering with the plan of man to allow his will to be done. Because God knows who we are. He looks at the heart. And regardless of what is decided, we know that God is king. Amen. He's creator and of, the, and of the heavens. He's our master, our creator, and we know he is king. Yes, we know that there are governmental um, on earth. There are governmental leaders. There's kings, queens, you know, uh, dick, uh, uh, dignitaries, you know, we, we, we know all of that prime ministers, presidents, however, you know, dictators, but we also understand that there is one God. Now that's for the born again believers. There's one God and, and that's the creator God. This is the God we're talking about of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because nowadays, there's so many idol gods that you have to actually identify when we say, God, this, we have to, what God are we talking about? Amen. And so to understand that I'm just not here down here by myself, but I have a supreme ruler and creator and God. He's my emancipator. Yes, they, they, they said in the history book that Lincoln freed the slaves, but yet we look around and we see systemic racism didn't really go nowhere. It just changed. Glory be to God. But how about we serve a God that don't change? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is the great emancipator. 
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. They killed President Lincoln just like they killed Jesus. But the difference was, oh, my, 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 my. They, when we look at and we see today the protest, that ain't nothing new. Because I see that in my Bible. Hallelujah. They took Jesus by night. Because <laughs> the people would have protested. They, they led him into two mock trials and, and false witnesses that they had paid. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And when he had to walk through the city carrying that cross, the soldiers kept the people back that was protesting. They was like, no, you're not going to kill Jesus. Jesus ain't done nothing. And the soldiers, my, 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 my. You got to check who paying you. My, my, my. They were beating the people and fighting the people because they had to carry out the order. Glory be to God that he would be crucified. But one thing that they didn't expect, it was that he was going to get up. My, my, my. With all power in his hand. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So when you get to talking about restoring, my, 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 a, a, the restoring builder, you see, because Jesus came to restore us and to reconcile us back to God, to our rightful place. And we that are born again, the church, the body of Christ, glory be to God, which Jesus is the head of the church. When we talking about restoring, we are talking about thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are not talking about restoring nothing. No man-made kingdoms are we talking about restoring. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And God allowed the same people, that the Babylonians, he used them to, to chasten and judge uh, the Jews but then he turned around and used the Persians to punish the Babylonians and set the people free. Glory be to God. Now, we see that as far as I know, I haven't uh, found anything that when the slaves were free, set free um, through Lincoln and the Civil War to where there was ships that were set up and, and throughout, and they said any slaves that want to return back to Africa, we're taking them all back. <clears throat> Glory be to God. You know, I, it, as a as a whole movement, you know, and, and, and we're going to protect you. We sit in battleships to protect you and let you get there 
and we're going to re- uh, allow y'all to rebuild what was stolen and all of these things. So we haven't seen that yet. Notice I said the word yet, Y-E-T. Glory be to God. But that's what I'm looking for. Restoration. And I'm not looking for it from man. But I'm looking for it from God. Glory be to God. So now that God raised up King Cyrus and seen King Cyrus let them go back. Glory be to God. It was prophesied. Then we see Nehemiah was able. He had he he called on God. See, because when you call on God, God is a holy God. God is a God. God is a God of righteousness. He's a God of justice. And when you call on God for help, my, 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 my. When you stand and say, God, forgive me for my part. Forgive me for anything that I've done to cause this. Forgive me. Forgive my ancestors. Because I let's, let's just really be honest. We don't know what nobody do but us. <laughs> we always quick to say, well, no, they didn't do that. I, I I know my child didn't do. You wasn't there. You don't know what your child did. Amen. Can we just really be honest with that? Glory be to God. Because where there's a way, there's a will. And if it's a desire to do something wrong, then, then people find out a way to do it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Some people don't want to know the truth. They don't want to know the truth. They rather go along with it because it don't hurt that bad. Glory be to God. They don't want the truth. But for those who are seeking the truth, because you can't seek God and not seek the truth. <laughs> God don't deal with lies. Glory be to God. You got to come clean. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Come clean. This, I did this, you know, such and such. I know I shouldn't have messed with that. This, this, this. These are things in our prayer life. Jesus, they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Because you can't be up here talking and I can't be up here talking about we interceding for other people and we ain't even right. My God. Hallelujah. We are not making an effort to even and have a desire to be righteous. We there, there's so many people that 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 spiritual and moral decline in the world. But having a, a heart and a desire to do right. Having a heart and a desire to be like Christ. You trying to be like that person. Or, well, I bet Lisa ain't doing what so-and-so doing. But so-and-so is not your standard. Another man is not your standard. Glory be to God. God and Jesus is your standard. My God. Trying to copy this person and that person. Well, at least 
feeling safe and secure. Well, at least I ain't doing what they doing. But God looking at the heart. And he say it's desperately wicked. Above all things. <laughs> just a desire to just be wicked. And, and, and until you. Until we as individuals deal with our own self. We got to come clean. God said, come, let us reason together. Over in the book of Isaiah, come, let us reason together. Let me wash you. King David, a man after God's own heart. Yes, because he understood I have transgressed against God. And he realized the penalty should have been death. But God showed him mercy. And we don't read anywhere else where that happened again. A turning from wickedness. See, because if we're going to restore, my God, and we're going to build then we ain't going to rebuild those old waste places that God already told out. We're not going to build on this person's name, building a shrine and an ungodly altar to nobody. We're going to build the kingdom of God. We're going to be witnesses. Miracle signs and wonders follow the believer. He's given us power over all the power of the enemy. These are the things that we going to build on the word of God. Everything else is sinking sand. Everything else going to be gone. All of this that we see. And I think about what he told Jeremiah. Before you build Jeremiah, you got to contend with the stuff that's already there. My goodness, the builder don't just go out and see a whole forest. He got dead trees here. There's no water right here. I got to dig a well. I got, I got to survey this. How, God, how do you want me to do this? What's my strategy? All strategy begin with prayer. Because you don't want to build anything for the kingdom of darkness. If it's not bringing glory to God, then it's bringing glory to the kingdom of darkness. You promoting one or another when you build. Who? When have you rolled by a house and a house burnt down? And you know how it looked all charred, half the wall burnt and the other half Standing and, and this look like if you blow hard on it, it'll fall. You can't put new wood on that. 
That wood has been damaged. Glory be to God. Restoring. 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 There was no walls. The walls is burnt down. The gates. Because they, you, you know, when we look at the physical for a wall, that's the protection. Your house that you live in, your apartment, your the, 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 the shelter, come, the homeless shelter, the domestic violence shelter, the hospital. You have walls. That's, that's to, to secure you, to put you in a place. Of, of isolation, a, a, a sanitized place at the hospital. You know, how they, you know, yes, in combat, in war, you, you know, you in a tent. You know, it, it, it's if possible. You know, extreme cases, they may just be laying on the ground. But, uh, but when you begin to say, we don't have any walls, we don't have any gates. The enemy can come in and kick and tear up and take whatever they want to take. That's in the physical. But it's also the same in the spiritual. They could not take Jesus. Jesus laid down his life. They didn't have the power to take him. He surrendered his life. Glory be to God. You talk about a city that don't have any walls, don't have any gates. The enemy, the devil can come in. Darkness rising. Where are the gates? Where are the walls at? In the day of Noah, eating, drinking, and being drunk, getting married, everything. Men did whatever was in their heart to do. And Noah was still building this ark. We look around today. We, we, oh my God. If you look around and you don't look with the physical eyes, look with the spiritual eyes and look and see the darkness in the land. The spiritual wickedness. Where are the walls and the gates? Because they could go inside the walls and the gates and, and, and they couldn't come in. Do you remember when the children of Israel when, when they went into the promised land, when they got to Jericho and the city was shut up and they were behind, everybody was inside the walls. We live in a country here in America where we don't have city walls, where this city got a wall and that city got a wall. You can get in your car or you can walk, ride the bus, train, plane, whatever, and go from state to state. But back there then, each the cities had walls. 
Jerusalem had walls. And the Babylonians, they, they broke the walls down. They burnt the gates and all of this stuff. Because you can shut the city up and had somebody at the gate. And you come in and you could control who was coming in and who was going out. Glory be to God. We got to have walls of, 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 of today. We got to have gates. Our eyes, our, our ears, our mouth, our nose. Come on. Gates. Sometimes we touch stuff. Gates. Portals, entryways, watching all that garbage on TV, listening to all that garbage in our ears. Come on, gate gatekeepers, gatekeepers. Every city region had gatekeepers. You post if you are born again, you are a gatekeeper. You supposed to be keeping the gates of your body, and you supposed to be keeping the gates of your of those in your household. Come on. We ain't letting that come up in here. Joshua said, choose you this day who you're going to serve. He said, but for it's me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. Walls. We have a lot of homeless in uh, homelessness here in America and in the world. What makes it so bad on the physical side is they can't secure themselves. And people have access to them all the time. But if they are born again, then they have the walls. God is Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy because you, 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 you know, nothing can get in unless you allow it. And we see here, we see Nehemiah. He's, 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 he gets the word. He's still living here. He hasn't gone back. He, he's, he's here. He's the king cupbearer. And he's here. Working at the palace. Because God know how where to put us at. And this is his destiny. This is where he's supposed to be. And he gets word from his brother. Those that have gone back to Jerusalem. And you know that the walls and stuff is still down. Do you know in those days. Just like this day, just because we don't have city walls, just because we don't have walls. But do you know that anybody can come in? Here in America, they having all of those issues down here at the border. Because there's no wall there. People can come in and go, come and go. They can bring in whatever they want to bring in. Take out whatever they want to take out. 
When you don't have any walls. People may say, well, you stuck up. You think you better. No, I just got some walls and my gates and I'm keeping my gates. The Holy Spirit being my filter. Talking about restoring the restoring builder. And he was grieved to the point that he fasted and he prayed when he looked, when he got the word. He didn't even see it. He just got the word from a reliable source. Those people are in great distress. They don't have any walls and their gates are burned. They quote unquote, they sitting ducks. And here is Nehemiah, the cup bearer. Here is Queen Esther, the king's wife, praying and fasting. God, show me. Here is Daniel. We read Daniel interceding. God, for Urgera, Lord, forgive us for our sin. And the sins and iniquities of our forefathers and our ancestors. We don't know who, who went and practiced uh, voodoo and witchcraft. Who was in sorcery. We don't know that. We don't know what's in our family lineage. But God does. Forgive us. Forgive everybody. When I come and I say, well, God, forgive me. Forgive my ancestors. Forgive my seed. Forgive, forgive my forefathers. Forgive, forgive the slavers. Forgive all of us in America for our sins. Lord, forgive us in the whole world for our sins. Because if you believe it or not, you... You affected, regardless of what country you in, you affected by what the other country doing. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I pray for the peace of Africa. I pray for the peace of Australia. Because we got to be concerned because we don't live on an island by ourselves. And even if we do, we got, and, and we are not away from, we are away from people. We got to understand their spiritual wickedness in high places. And we need God for that. Hallelujah. For Jesus was, was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Repent. That's a great power that we have. The world, Lord, oh my God, that we can call on God and we can go to God. 